Big Show Hour 4. It's Friday. Thank goodness. Live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Do you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. They are, they are all things basementy. Uh, big game for Cavalry FC this weekend uh, as they continue to try to keep this point streak alive, get closer and closer to locking up first place in the CPL with only four matches to go. We, don't, we go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We're joined by head coach and uh, manager, general manager of the uh, of Cavalry FC, uh, first in the table, Tommy Wilden Jr. Tommy, thank you for joining me. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on. Nice to be back home in uh, Calgary. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's been a it's been a bit. You got you're on the road there for three in a row. Uh, had a nice trip in Halifax. You escaped uh, the impending Hurricane Lee that's coming. Yeah. Uh, I saw that Halifax is uh, they just uh, postponed their match against Hall- uh, against Ottawa tomorrow. So uh, you oh. got out of there. Uh, but yeah, talk about uh, talk about the trip. Uh, Manager of the month for August. Points in five straight. Four of those being wins. But this has been a great run, and uh, it's been great on the road here. Yeah, no, I've got to give credit to the players and yep. the staff around me, really. They, uh, they're the ones that go out there and produce, and we knew that this was going to be a pivotal corner in our season because, you know, everything was tight. You know, after we caught Pacific and, and beat them at our place, we knew going on the road, we, we were facing three of the hardest places to go. You know, we'd not won at TD Place facing Ottawa, mm-hmm. so we had to get that monkey off our back. We did that in fine form, I thought, and... Uh, then to go to, to Forge and Tim Horton's place, you know, any championship right now, they've been in four playoff finals. Yep. So, you know, it has to go through them. And now we play them all four times and, you know, undefeated against them, which is nice. And then uh, going to Halifax, who have a strong home record and we're looking to be the best home team in the league. And it was up to us to stop it mm-hmm. because I want us to have that honor, especially in front of our fans and owners and on the pitch here at Spruce Meadows. So, yeah, the boys have rose to the occasion. They've done what's needed. We've had very much a next man up mentality. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's been good to watch them come together as a group. Uh, you got the win against Halifax, 2-1. It clinched, uh, clinched the playoff spot. So the first goal is done, the first club to, to clinch a postseason spot. Uh, now it's all about, you know, securing first overall because, you know, on top of having home field advantage, and we talked about the how great it is playing at Spruce Meadows, it also gives you one of those two spots awarded to the CPL this year for, for the CONCACAF Con- Champions Cup, formerly the Champions League, which I know in itself can open up even more opportunities for your club and your players down the line. Yeah, massively, and that's where all the uh, you know the stuff about Messi getting there, yeah. and the potential to ever face face past <laughs> them. And but we're dreamers, so yeah. why not? And you know, I've always lived in that world. I mean, I even think back to when we even started building the Cavalry in the Canadian Premier League. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're dreaming of of something great happening, and then you get the 2026 World Cup coming through us. So, you know, I don't think there's there there could be or should be a ceiling to our dreams and. You know, the uh, the opportunity to get one of those spots, whether it be via league play or playoffs, you know, that's very much in our targets. But right now we're not getting too far yep. down that path. We're just going to focus on Vancouver. You know, that's a type of game there where it's their, their last game to try and stay in, in the hunt for a playoffs. They've had the full week at home. So we know we've got to take them seriously, as we do with all teams, and just go and put our best foot forward. We'll, we'll chat right here about Vancouver FC. Uh, the expansion side, you got two wins and a draw against them this year. Uh, the previous three meetings, including that last one, uh, the 5-1 win out in Vancouver. But, you know, Mickey Cantave, he's been making uh, great strides there in Vancouver yeah. to, to, since uh, trading him away. But it's, it'll be his return to Spruce Meadows as well. But obviously we talked about keeping the train on the tracks will be key. But Vancouver, they've been, they've been tricky of late, especially coming off that, win, yeah. that late winner against Ottawa. 
Yeah, and, and they, they've they've beaten um, the likes of Forge mm-hmm. and you know, just recently Ottawa. So it's uh, you can't underestimate them. Like I said they're playing a little bit on free money as their expansion year. So mm-hmm. everything they're doing now is pending what they do next year. So um, I think what what you get with that is a dangerous opponent. So what we've got to know is you know we can't t- underestimate them. Uh, Mickey Kintyre's done smashing for them, and you know suits them because he is that maverick that you know the team's playing around him, and he's got some good attacking tools. You know, like last year's Golden Boot winner Alejandro Diaz is another good yep. threat of theirs. But you know, there's some familiar faces. Elliot Simmons was a player of ours mm-hmm. for three years, so they they're going to be familiar with this this place here. And it's up to us now, like I said, just to keep doing what we've been doing. Um, we've been exceptionally good with our defensive aspect from the front to the back. I'm very good with our technical build-out in, in our attacking phases. So, it's, uh, like I said, it's been really good watching the boys come together. And, you know, I've got to give credit to your, your Marcos, your Dan Klomps, and your Sergios, and Charlie Trafford, who have been incredible leaders on the pitch when we've needed them to be. Yeah, well, we'll talk about uh, about those guys here in a little bit. Uh, but first, it's the first time I haven't had uh, first time we've had you on since uh, since the transfer of Gote and Tigny, the CPL record transfer to yeah. Annecy in, in Ligue 2. Uh, over in France, obviously Gote has grown so much under your your tutelage yeah. and, and and obviously playing in the CPL. But now he finds himself in in like uh, in a bigger league in Europe. It's obviously not league, yeah. but you know there there it's still a decent league in Europe. Just talk about the, that process and and now you've you've got that pipeline now that that European clubs are seeing cavalry talent and they're like, yeah, we, we these guys can play for us. We do, and we've always talked about you know winning behaviors. Winning behaviors come in many forms, and that's you know producing uh, results on the pitch to producing results off it. You know, you know we'll we'll put our fan attendance in that winning behaviors mentality mm-hmm. because each game, each season, we're growing incrementally. Yep. You know, players now we're selling for more and more, and also have a percentage in their future sales. So we're back in their successes. Mm-hmm. If they do well, we we get even more business revenue. This is a football business, and we have to operate like that whilst not trying to take away. And then what that always does, and I always remind people, we'd have probably not signed Gote and Tigny if we didn't sell Arab and Pepo last year. Yeah. And what you're seeing now is, you know, you've got Gote and the Tigny that's been sold. Now you're seeing a little bit of Mile Henry more in those positions that he may have occupied. And, we, you know, we've got a really good recruitment process. We brought Oliver Minatel back in this year mm-hmm. now to be mm-hmm. our head of recruitment, and he's been pivotal in that with Topher and then Leon, who works in our youth development coming through, and you've seen that with Michael Harms, another local homegrown product that, that gets a professional contract. So, you know, within five years, we, we seem <laughs> to have done a lot, even though it's affected, you know, two of them by by the pandemic. So I'm, uh, I'm just looking forward to I'm excited of what the future holds for this football club. It's... Um, been an incredible uh, part of my life to have been 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 part of it, and I'm looking forward to more successes both on and off the pitch with them. And, and like I think this is like a, a part of the sport like that you don't see in the other sports. How like like all the soccer leagues around the world, they're they're all essentially linked. They all yeah. have different ways you can all play each other, maybe or down the line at some point. It, it's amazing how that works. Just what are some of those conversations like with with the other scouts from those clubs over in Europe or elsewhere, the coaches and management, like. I think like, like it's just it's such a it's a, such a process that I think North American fans are really starting to get more exposed to as soccer becomes a prevalent sport in this in this continent. Yeah, and you look at it. I mean, it's the world's largest sport with yeah. all the professional leagues that are around the world. And you look now, you know, we're we're a minnow compared to the giants that are around there. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing is we've got incredible um, TV coverage with One Soccer Media Pro. That makes us look professional. We've got an incredible stadium. We've got really good players that are doing it. And then the players that have gone on and have done well now gives us a great opportunity. And I'd be remiss in not mentioning, you know, 
what Canada women's have done in the Olympics mm-hmm. and the men's have done by getting to the World Cup. Now Canada is seen not just as a hockey nation from the outsiders because that's always been the take when I've spoke to people back home. But now people see your Alfonso Davies and your Jonathan Davids and Tejon Buchanan's and Carl Laren. They're, they're doing well when they go in there. So they know now that Canada's no mug when it comes to this game. And what we're getting is these conversations. And like I said, Oliver Minotel handles a lot of them now. And it helps that he speaks four different languages yeah. because he's communicating with lots of different sporting directors, mm-hmm. presidents to heads of recruitments who are looking at our players, you know, as a, as a market. And I think it will grow exponentially more once the World Cup comes through our shores in 2026. So we've just got to keep uh, developing and trusting the system. You know, the league's done a really good concept with this under 21 minutes where yeah. you are playing younger players. So you are giving them earlier opportunities. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the under-21 minutes. It's the added element this year in the CPL, and you get that with with, uh, with Henri, Garrett Smith-Doyle, Michael Harms. They're, they're contributors to that to that under-21 minutes right now. But do, do you like, like, obviously, do you like what that league is? Because you've always had talked about how the CPL is is development first still in its infancy stage. But do you like the, the, the under-21 minutes, forcing teams to play the younger guys to, hey, let's show what they can got, to show what they can do amongst the professionals? Absolutely. Um, you know, every league, if, if, if you take out the English Premier League, the Spanish La Liga, mm-hmm. Serie A in Italy, uh, Bundesliga in Germany, you take them and the, even the French League one you'd, you'd put in there. They're the big leagues and yep. they're, they're, they're import leagues. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, look at Brazil, you look at the Netherlands, great footballing nations, yep. they're export leagues. And, and we know that with us to be successful on the world's game, we have to operate in a similar manner where mm-hmm. we create opportunities for domestics and move them forward, move yeah. them up, move them on, bring through the next batch. And, and I think it's a really good and interesting part of the system. I think why it suits me personally is I've come through the system. You know, when I stopped playing professionally in, what, 02, 03 yeah, seasons, I went straight into development coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I coached kids as young as six, seven, eight, all the way through now up into the pros. And what that's helped with is to allow for the patience and opportunity, you know, you know, appreciate the time I had when I was with the PDL, which is all those kind of college age kind yeah. of kids. And now I'm just giving them another level in front of the bigger fans on a bigger scale. But I still believe in the same thing. You, you're here to develop players and you're here to help people become better people. And, you know, if you stay true to those values, you're seeing the successes on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and another one of those guys that's like in the development stage. He's still a young guy, but I feel like the the the, the ceiling can be broken anytime. Like he, he can go as far as he can take it. Is Mile Henri? Is that first CPL mm. goal for him uh, against Halifax there on Tuesday? Super tidy goal. Nice bend on it. Just mm. chat about the youngster a bit. I know we, we we've been talking about a whole bunch, yeah. but which is another element that Mile Henri yeah. can bring to you. He's he's one of the most uh, intelligent players. He's got a lovely feel of the ball. You know he's. He's kind of a hybrid between, you know, what Sergio Camargo and Ali Moussi and yeah. Joe Mason all kind of bring in their different ways. You know, Ali's that great dribbler with an incredible strike of the ball. And Sergio's intelligent, can turn and quick and press. Uh, you know, Joe Mason is just clever. He sees the play before it happens. Miles got a piece of everything. And, and he, he's so open to playing wherever we play him. And we knew that when we were going into this trade and, you know, and same with Cantar, it was probably going to raise a few eyebrows, especially after Jose Escalante yeah. left. But we believed in, we always need the next one coming along. So like we did with Gote last year and, and Arabin Peppel before that and Victor Latour before it, this is their sample year where they get to taste what mm-hmm. this team's about. And next year and the year after is where they'll probably break out more. But what you've seen in Mayel is he'll work his socks off. He'll play incredible passes. He's got quick feet. 
and he's a goal threat. And, you know, we've got to share that around. And it was just pleasing for him to get his first goal away. Yeah, no, that was massive. Uh, we're talking with Tommy Wilden, Jr., uh, head coach and general manager of Cavalry FC. They're in action tomorrow at Spruce Meadows taking on Vancouver FC. It's a 3 o'clock start. Uh, a couple other players want to banter around with you. Dan Klopp, I think this is uh, since he's gotten to Cavalry, a uh, guy that's in this year, I think he's even found it another extra gear to be in a defend, like a, a dominant central defender. Just and then he gets the goal there off the off the header, being at the set piece, uh, the corner kick. But just Dan Klomp, uh, what's your assessment of the Dutchman? He's been a rock all yeah. year. Yeah, he has, and you know we've added a couple of new nuances where sometimes we'll defend the four. You know, on the road we've defended them five sometimes. Um, but a lot of the times when we build, we build with an extra man beneath the ball. And, you know, he's now become our point guard. You see with him and Marco, there's a nice relationship in terms of how they want to attract the pressure to be able to expose the gaps in behind. And what Dan's very good is, you know, I, I call it being press resistant because <laughs> yeah. he can dribble and bring the ball out very much like the point guard, attract the pressure, play the space. Uh, and then on the defensive side, I mean, he's made some key clearances. I mean, there was a bicycle kick against Fords. There was a goal line clearance against Halifax. And, you know, he even had that last headed play when Halifax were throwing everything at us. He's got that in him too. So he's not just this ball player and a luxury. He's a, he's a warrior as well. And, you know, it's been really good working with him, getting him to, to play at this level. He's, you know, there's a reason him and Marco have, you know, been irreplaceable in terms of they played every single minute in every single game so far. Uh, Jesse Daly, I think it was a, uh, he was a made a, he made a signing late last off season or early in the off season. So he kind of kind of people maybe kind of forgot about him, but he has quietly put together a really solid season. I know he, he didn't play against Halifax; he'll miss the second game uh, on Saturday as well because of the the yellow card accumulation. But he's been a great ad that the Aussies been to really yeah. like the the solid to solidify that midfield. He, he has. He's um, you know, he, he's like a Tasmanian devil. He just <laughs> knows how to shut down players. You know, you look at. Players like Kyle Becker at Forge mm. or Ollie Bassett at, at Ottawa, and they've been, you know, MVPs of this league. Yep. And he's been able to go out there and silence them because he can read cues, he can read their threats. But he's also adding the other ways where, you know, he's got a few assists as well. So he'll he'll be part of what we call the second phase. So as the ball comes back out, he knows where it is. He knows to get us into con- control of the game again. And it's been good. He's he's very like what we had with Nick Ledgerwood, our mm-hmm, now assisting mm-hmm, coach, mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of great presser of the ball can run for days. You'll sacrifice the needs of the team before his. Yeah, no, he's been terrific for us. So he, he he's one that makes other players better. And uh, last one with you, Tommy, here. The CPL, they have, they're introducing the new playoff system this year. It's, it's a page playoff system, something you see in curling, I guess. But uh, do you like the, the added new wrinkle? The top team, you can either get an extra chance if they do fall in that opener, or, you know, you go right to the final with the two weeks. Do you, do you like that added uh, wrinkle into the, the playoffs? Because I mean, I mean, looking at the table right now, it's just it's still anybody can get into this thing. And I think adding that page playoff could just expand even more with what you could get come postseason. I think what it's done is it's it's put more weight, and rightly so, on a 28-game season versus a two- to three-game playoff series, yeah. right? The weight should be, if, if fans are paying season ticket like pricing, they've got to get value for money in terms of every game should matter. You know, So the higher you are in the table, the more success or you, you should be able to get at the back of it. So if you finish in first, great. You've got a, a spot in the Champions League. You've got a home tie for your, your playoffs and a great opportunity to win the double. If you finish second, you get two bites of cherry because you've yeah. done really well. So if the team that finishes first wins both the league and the playoffs, 
then the second CONCAF spot goes to the league over the second place in the playoffs. And the reason being, you're putting more weight on the games played from coast to coast mm-hmm. versus that. And then if you end up sliding into fifth, you can still win it with a Cinderella run. So there's you no know, stories to be made. There's David versus Goliath but you've got to go the hard road. It's very interesting. Listen, we've not had the same playoff system, uh, so we've yet to play yeah. it. I like <laughs> the idea of it. But what I do like is that the league play now matters more, and I think everybody's seeing that with how close the regular season is. Yeah, it'll be a fascinating finish. Uh, another three points, hopefully, tomorrow for you guys against Vancouver, and then uh, who knows what will happen when you get to York there in the following week. Tommy, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Uh, all the best tomorrow. We'll see you down at, uh, at Atco Field. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pat.